Welcome to the Riverside Church Podcast. We hope today's message encourages you and strengthens your walk with God. Enjoy the message. We're going to be jumping right into the book of Genesis. The book of Genesis, going way back. Genesis chapter 15. Genesis chapter 15, verses 1 through 6. I hear a lot of pages flipping. I love that. I love that. we got some real Bibles in the house. So we're going to be hopping into the book of Genesis chapter 15. And this is God speaking to Abraham. Again, we're talking about the Abrahamic covenant. It says this. Sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abraham in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abraham. I'm sorry, Abram. This is before the the name change. Do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you and your reward will be great. So in this part of the scripture right here, we see that God's giving Abram a vision. And then the next part, this is what we read. This is Abraham's, Abram's response. It says, but Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all of your blessings when I don't even have a son? Since you've given me no children, Eleazar of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all of my wealth. You have given me no descendants of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. Just to pause real quick, we can take note that Abram is, is responding to God, God's vision with a question. I feel like at times when we hear a promise from God or we hear something from God and we, we go through a season and we get questions, but we don't go to God with our questions. Sometimes we can go to Facebook with our questions. Sometimes we can go to gossiping and the wrong source, but I'm here to tell you from this scripture, God is able to handle your questions. He wants our questions. So Abram asked a question, and then this is what the Lord said to him. No, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. I love how he said, if you can. He's like, I created them. You, you want to test me? Count, can you count those? Count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. And then this is where Abraham, we see the faith of Abraham. Abram. It says, and Abram believed the Lord. Come on, somebody said he believed the Lord. Sometimes all we have to do is believe. He believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Because of his faith. Tonight we're going to be talking from the title, No Matter What, Faith. No Matter What, Faith. Can you pray with me? Lord, we thank you for tonight. We thank you that this word will not fall on deaf ears, God, but your, your servants are listening, God. God, that you will minister to your people. You will feed your sheep. God, we, are have, we have open hearts and open ears to hear from you. Holy Spirit, have your way. Move throughout this service, God. We thank you that you will do what only you can do. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. You can have a seat. Have a seat. Turn to your neighbors. Say, no matter what faith. No matter what faith. I think what I love most about the story of Abram and Abraham when he gets his name changed, and again, we would encourage you to go and read this 
um, on your own. It's, uh, we, we, we don't want you to come to church for your Bible lesson. We want you to bring your Bible lesson to church so we can have some fire in this place. So what I love about, that's what I love about this church is you bring that fire. But what I love about the story of, of Abram and Abraham is, is we see him get his promise at an old age. We see Abram in his late 90s get this call from God to go out and to be a chosen nation, to lead his people. And Abram actually gets a sneak peek at his promise. God speaks to him and he says, hey, I'm going to do something amazing in your life. But if you, if you read any other story about the amazing things that God does through his people in the Bible, it, it doesn't happen overnight. And Abram has to walk this, Abraham has to walk this thing out and, and really trust in what God had told him, really hold on tightly to the promises of God. And I feel like times as believers, that's where we get the most weak. That's when we can lose faith. And if we can tie anything to the story of Abraham, is that he knew who to look to in times of trouble. He knew who to look to when things around him weren't making sense. And we're going to dive a little bit deeper into that. But I, I feel like as believers, and this is what I feel before we even go a little bit deeper into this thought, I feel like God wants to encourage the church that when he gives you a promise, that when we hear about the covenant of Abraham and we hear about the great things God wants to do in and through our lives for his glory, Sometimes when we start to walk those things out and they don't look how we expected to look right away, we tend to lose faith instead of grabbing a hold of our faith. We tend to look at the things that aren't making sense, like, God, you didn't answer that prayer how I expected you to, so I'm going to dwindle instead of lean in. God, I, I wanted you to do it this way. I thought you showed me this specific thing, but you're taking me a different route. You see, God never does what we expect. Because if he did, we would think we didn't need God. You see, God takes us through certain trials and parts in life where he wants us to depend solely on him. You see, sometimes we can lose faith, lose faith when God doesn't give us the answer right away. But one thing we can learn from Father Abraham here is, and it's, it's, this is my first point, it's we need to trust him in the process. We need to trust God in the process. You see, Abraham received the promise by faith, but he had to trust God when God said to sacrifice the promise. You see, God told Abraham, I'm going to make you a father of many nations. And Abraham responds. He says, I, I don't even have a son. I, I, I'm, in my hun I'm 100 years old. I don't have any children. And then we know the story. And if you don't, God provides him a son named, we, we get Isaac, the promised child. And then we read later that God actually tells him to sacrifice the very thing he promised him. You see, what kind of faith did Abraham have? Did he question the call? Did he question, God, you, you must, I must be hearing God wrong. God, you gave me this promise. Surely you don't want me to sacrifice it. But Abraham understood that he was trusting the promise maker, not just the promise. 
If God could, could pr provide the child, God could, could pr provide the miracle. You see, Abraham was focused on the process. He was trusting God in the process. You see, God will never leave us nor forsake us. In Philippians 1.6, it says this, I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. You see, when God gave you the promise, it, he didn't have it wrong. Sometimes we just have to trust him in the process until it comes into fruition. Sometimes we just have to trust him in the process when he's saying, can you sacrifice the promise? Sometimes we just have to trust him in the process when all hell is literally breaking loose around us, but we're saying, God, this doesn't make sense, but I'm gonna trust you in the process when it doesn't make sense. God, you're telling me to sacrifice it. I'll sacrifice it because I'm not looking to the promise. I'm looking to the promise maker. You see, Abraham walked this thing out for years and years, and we get to read about the story from, from Abraham and, and the amazing things, the father of faith, because he chose to trust God through the process. You see, he is faithful to his promises but are we faithful in the process? You see, our job is to be obedient. God's job is to be God. Sometimes we get that mixed up and we try to do things on our own and we wonder why life is so heavy and why things aren't working out and why do we feel like I can't go any longer. Can I, can I tell you, you might be taking the job of God. You might be having a burden that God is saying, hey, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I shall give you rest. You're not meant to carry that weight. You're meant to seek me and be obedient to me and trust me in the process. You see, we need to trust him in the process and know that he will take care of every good thing he has started. He will take care of every good thing. It's not based on our, 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 our serving, our, our attendance at church, which are great. It's not based on our, our sinless track record. It's based on us seeking the face of the king and saying, God, I don't even need your hand. I just want to seek you, obey you, and trust you in every area of my life. I want to seek the Father. I want to trust him while I'm walking, and, and everything around me is dark. Everything around me isn't making sense. I'm going to seek God so I can trust him. You see, God has called us to trust him. If we don't trust his plan in the process, we will find ourselves burned out in the process. I can tell you that is the truth. If we don't trust God to be God, if we don't trust God that he can do exceedingly abundantly above far more than we could ever ask, think, or imagine, we will burn ourselves out because we are trying to do what he is made to do. But if we can say, God, you, you, you're calling me to sacrifice this thing. You're calling me to spend some more time with you. You're, call, you're, 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 you're asking me to forgive that person, but they did me wrong. They should be apologizing to me. God is saying, will you trust me in the process? I'm trying to do a work within you. I'm trying to do something through you. I'm trying to allow you to trust me through the process. You see, we have to give it all to God. 
We can't give it to God on Sundays and on Wednesdays and then leave here and say, you know what, God, I, I, we, 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 I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. We'll find things not falling into place. We'll, we'll, we'll feel the grace that God has for us not as easy. We'll wonder why things are coming against us. And I'm not saying that as you follow God, everything falls into place and makes sense 100% of the time. That's not what I'm saying. I'm giving you the answer to that problem, and it's following his presence and seeking him and trusting him in the process because that's the only way things will make sense while you're heading towards things that are coming against you. It's, it's seeking God's face, and it's trusting him throughout the journey, not trusting him for the end result. It's trusting him throughout the journey. My next point tonight is, is refocus your faith. Refocus your faith. Hebrews eleven sixteen says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. In the beginning scripture in Genesis, in the last verse, it said, the Lord counted him righteous because of his faith. The Lord counted him righteous because of his faith. I wonder how many times we simply try to not, not give it all to God, but do it in our own matter, not for a lack of, of faith, but a, just an a, 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 a insecure and wanting to do it on our own, a, a, a confidence that we can see it. You see, faith is the, the evidence of things, uh, the hope, what is it? The evidence of things hoped for, the, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You see, but when we choose to do it on our own, we're saying, God, I don't see it, but I'm not, I'm going to just hope that I can see it. I'm going to grab it and I'm going to do it on my own. You see, that's when we're taking the place of God and God isn't able to move how he wants to move because he wants us to depend on him and trust him and, and lean on him and renew our faith and focus our faith back on him. You see, he wants our, fo our faith focused on him, not our faith, our faith focused on the promise. You see, God wants us to depend on him even when it doesn't make any sense. I don't know if you've ever been through a situation where you had to trust God where it didn't make any sense. There was a time a few years ago, I was working, um, I was working at a car dealership, and this was a very, uh, I was about 22 years old, and I was single at the time, and I had went to school for Bi I went to Bible college and I went to collision repair school and I was working at a car dealership doing collision repair and I was serving in the youth ministry at my church. And I remember a time came where I felt God had called me to step out of my job and to work at this church that I was going to, but it wasn't, it wasn't a youth pastor position. It wasn't even a youth position. It was a production position. And I was like, all right, obviously that's not, the, that's not it because I don't know anything about production. And I remember getting this call from a friend of mine, and he said, hey, Josh, I'm moving out of town, and I'm working here at the church. And he was also leading in the youth ministry and working in the production. He said, I'm leaving, I'm moving, and I feel like I, I wanted to pray and see who God wanted to take my place here at the church. And as I was praying, it's like I kept hearing, Josh, Josh. Josh. And I was like, you know any other Josh's? Because I don't know production. How am I going to work in production? I'll come serve in the youth, but I don't know how to work in production. You got the wrong guy. And I, I remember he said, hey, dude, just pray about it. Just pray about it. And I was like, okay, I'll pray about it. And I remember going home that night 
and spending time in prayer. And I remember this, this, this moment of surrender came to my heart. And I said, God, I'll leave anything to follow you. Whatever it may be, if it's an internship, if it's a production position that's part-time with not a great pay, I will be obedient. I will surrender anything to follow you. And I felt this peace, like that was what I was supposed to do. So the next day I go to work and I go into my manager's office, very intimidating human being, older guy who uh, was all about business and no play and didn't really have a relationship with the employees. He just stayed in his office a lot of times. And I walked in there and I said, hey there, I, uh, I, I, I feel like I, I'm, I'm going to take this position at this church to do part-time uh, production. Is there any way I could stay here and do part-time work? And he said, he said, part-time. He said, if anything, I need you overtime. And I, I and I, and he, and he remember, I remember he told me, he said, son, if you're trying to go work at a church, you better go home and do some homework because there, you can add up your bills. It'll never work out. And I remember sitting in his office feeling so small, but having this peace inside of me that God was with me. And even though it didn't make any sense, I had to focus on him. And I walked out of that office and I called my friend and I said, hey, I don't know how this is going to work out, but I think I'm going to put in my two weeks notice here. And I think I'm going to be obedient to this, to this crazy decision. And, um, and I was like, hey, maybe it'll, it'll, it, it'll turn into a job, but it, it, never, it never turned into what I expected. I thought it would lead me into it being a youth pastor at that church. But God has a, a sense of humor, doesn't he? You see, that, that moment got my heart prepared for being able to make a transition that made no sense in the ministry. So when the time came to move to Victoria, Texas, when things didn't make any sense to be a youth pastor and a young adult pastor at an amazing church, see, God opened the door and my heart was prepared because I had already been through a moment like Abraham where I said, God, it may not make any sense, but I'm not surrendered to the promise. I'm surrendered to the promise maker. Wherever you take me, I will go. Wherever you lead me, I will obey. Wherever you show me, I will be faithful because I know if I'm obedient to you, you will supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory. And I want to tell you, since I've come here, God fulfilled the promise. He didn't do it the way I expected. He did it, he did it better. He did it greater. It came with a family. It came with a church family. It came with some power. It came with an anointing to be here in Victoria, Texas. You see, when you obey God, when it doesn't make sense, he will lead you to a place that he can only lead you. You see, we have to trust him in the process, and we have to focus our faith on him. We can't put our, our focus on, 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 on things all lining up and being perfect all the time. That is not the life of a believer. The life of a believer is walking by faith, not by sight. Walking and trusting and being obedient when God calls you and it doesn't make any sense. God might be saying, Abraham, I'm calling you to sacrifice your son. He's saying, God, I'm going to do it because I am obedient to the call you put before me, not the call I have for me. You see, we have to put, get our priorities in line of what we are serving. You see, something is Lord in your life. And if it's not Jesus, it's something. It might be social media. It might be that future relationship. It might be that job. But when you get your focus on God and say, God, I am obedient to the call you have for me, we look a lot like what Abraham was walking through. You see, we see the lineage go from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob 
What if Abraham would have thrown the towel? We wouldn't be hearing about the lineage he left behind, the inheritance he had for the, the, his children's children. God would have used somebody else, but he, he, he wouldn't have been able to pass it if Abraham said, God, I, I can't trust you. It doesn't make sense. But God used Abraham. Worship team, if you can come up and join me, I'm getting ready to close. My last point is this. Receive and leave your inheritance. Receive and leave your inheritance. You see, we're talking about being a child of God in this semester, talking about the inheritance of being children of God and all that comes with that. And it's, it's, it's amazing, and I love what Proverbs 13.22 says. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. We're talking about this, this, this idea of, leaving an, of, of receiving an inheritance, but I don't know if you've ever gotten an inheritance or maybe you're saving up an inheritance for your children, but you can't give an inheritance that you haven't received. What inheritance are we leaving for the generation behind us? You see, I don't know if you know this, but there is a generation behind you, and they are hungry, and they are looking for people ahead of them who can be faithful following Jesus. Your children are, 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 are gleaning, looking, hoping that they can receive an inheritance of faithfulness from their, from their parents. You see, we can't leave an inheritance for our children if we've never received it ourselves. I want my children to say, my parents left an inheritance of faithfulness to God. My parents left an inheritance of faithfulness going to church. My parents left an inheritance of faithfulness in their marriage. My parents left an inheritance of breaking that addiction. My parents left an inheritance so it's easy for me to walk through these things because they already gone, they've already gone through it and were faithful. You see, the generation behind us, it's, this inheritance, it's not just for us to receive. It's for us to receive and leave. There's a generation behind us that need to know it is possible to follow God your entire life. Your children need to know it is possible for mom and dad to stay married their entire life. There's a generation who need us to leave them in inheritance and say it is possible. Isaac and Jacob were able to inherit this inheritance from Abraham and we are still receiving it because of Abraham's faithfulness. You see, what inheritance are we leaving? If you could stand to your feet with me. I want us to really tap into this idea of leaving an inheritance for our children's children. Maybe you're in here and you're saying, I don't have children or I, I do have children, whatever the case may be. Hey, you have spiritual young people looking to you and saying, if they can do it, I can do it. If mom and dad can do it, I can do it. We are here to pave the way. We are here to be faithful to God and trust him in the process. 
so we can leave a path for the generation to come, for the inheritance of our children. So right now, I want us to, to, to just really tap into that. I want us to pray. I want us to have this idea of God. I want to be in this long haul. I want to receive the promises. I want to receive the promise and the covenant you made with Abraham. And God, I want to walk it out. I want to be faithful to the call. I want to trust you in the process. I'm going to refocus my faith on you. For those behind me, there will be a generation to come that is far more greater than us because of our faithfulness and our obedience to you, God, but because of your blood. I love what Pastor Alex said last week. He said, it may have ran in my family until it ran into me. It ran into the blood of Jesus, and that thing broke. It cut off. Now my children can walk freely. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. Come on, can we worship God? Can we thank him for what he's doing? Let's tap into that moment right now. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe and share it with a friend. For more information about who we are, visit RiversideChurchTX.com.